Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Nathan May is an Aravana Yaru and Marijamin man who grew up in the Northern Territory and who is now living on Kawana country in South Australia where he gigs regularly. His last song was Fix It Up and he has now released a truly lovely single which I cannot stop listening to called It's Gotta Start Somewhere. Hi Nathan. Hey again, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you back because last time I spoke to you I thought, ah, oh, more questions to ask. Now I'm going to ask a few questions about this song because every time I listen to it just feel like every line is a story in itself. Um, but I know the song is partly about your grandmother and her story. So I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about her. Yeah, well, my um, so my grandmother is Arabana, um woman from um, South Australia here. And um, she was kind of taken away from um, her culture. Her, her father, which was my great-grandfather, he was um, from England. So, I um, mean, he worked on the railway line. Um, Following that GAN line up in in Maori and straight through to um, Unadatta and stopped in all other places and um, I think the, the one of the main reasons is um, you know she she was uh, taken away from that culture um, from her her father which he, he didn't allow it so um, and which is very sad um, and you know he just didn't want any of that around the kids and. Um, and, and around um you know the house so it was and i and it's it's i i kind of comp um you know contemplate why and but you know i don't i don't blame because there's a lot of issues that were happening in those days and you know with the government taking away kids and um so there would have been many reasons you know and um it was a family of 13 so you know you wouldn't want to break that family up so it was that's where the story kind of was going and mm. and you could hear probably those references of, of the train and um mm. you know railway line and stuff so so if your grandmother was one of 13 where did she fit inside the 13 oh um she's in the middle really <laughs> um so yeah um she she's in the middle she's um 78 coming up to 78 i reckon so um in the middle, which her her um, oldest um, sister who's um, still alive, um, Marty Betty, she's um, ninety one this year. Right. So, and their but their mother, um, which is interesting, she died at fifty. So, mm. um, you know, it's it's a, a great achievement just for them to you know go go a bit step further than their um, you know mother. Hmm. Is your grandmother musical? Uh, no, none of my none of my um, biological family and like close family are actually musical. I, um, you know, growing up in a church with a uh, kind of not officially adopted, but some mm-hmm. family that took me in. You know, I, I grew up in the church, and that was a church band. So now that no one's no one's very musical, like they love listening to music, and I think they appreciate the music, but no musical, um, you know feelings in their bones well 
clearly you are just standing alone in that respect. <laughs> you tend to think when you've got a talent like yours, because your voice is so magical that it's, it's well, it's nice to think it's come from previous generations, I guess. But for you, as you said, growing up in the church with a lot of music around, obviously the training was a big part of it. Yeah, well, I, I, to be honest, and I, I used to sing around in church, um, but I, I mainly played those drums. So, um, so I guess you know somebody somebody said to me in the school, like, oh, you've got a pretty natural voice, and you know, obviously, it had to take some time until it got to the point where I was pitching. <laughs> um, but you know, and and so yeah, it, it kind of was just like a a working progress but yeah a lot of people have said i got a great tone um and which james james um gillard who's been producing these records um mm. you know he, he loves the tone of my voice so if um he loves it then i'm okay with it <laughs> <laughs> well it's the sort of voice where we back when we had phone books a person would say he could sing the phone book and make it sound good so <laughs> when i first heard oh. you sing before i was like nathan could sing the phone book and make oh, it sound thank good. you thank you but this song, um, your, as I said, your voice has this magical quality to it. This song has quite a dreamy quality to the the way it's put together. But the song, the story and the message are really solid. That makes sense. So like the music and the message do really work together and they complement each other. The message is partly about moving forward from the past in terms of not just reconciliation, but weaving that past into the future of this country. When you set out to create the song, did you have that in mind? Um. No, not really, because I guess, you know, I, um, co-writing this with Luke O'Shea, um, I, I heard the song of his, like, perspective and, you know, Kevin Bennett um, also was on that song as well. And, um, uh, you know, he he kind of had this kind of way of telling it and, like, really putting it out there and of that song and... Um, and so I guess uh, it wasn't it wasn't really we weren't planning to do that I guess we, I, he just said can you tell me the story um, you know of your great grandmother and grandmother and we said it and um, I, I you know told him the story and it took a while to the story to wrap up but then he then he said it's got to start somewhere and um, because I was kind of saying you know we we can't blame. Um, you know, we got to acknowledge it and start that conversation. That's where it's got to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really didn't want to be putting that on on anyone, and I just wanted it to just be about coming together and you know trying to trying to learn from each other and you know um, you know be a, be one be one really for, mm-hmm. for me and um, you know as I, I don't speak for all Aboriginal people, you know, but I that, that's um, kind of my way I look at look at things in life now and you mentioned forgiveness in the song and I think that's also something you had to have in your heart uh, when you recorded it because I can hear it in your voice it's just this tone that's there um yeah this really open-hearted tone so I guess when you go in to record as a way of connecting with the material because technically you know I can't sing like you can so I'm just <laughs> curious about how you achieve those sorts of things when you're singing yeah well you know, James really um, got every word out of me, every phrase out of me. So, um, and I kind of was always thinking to myself, why though? Like, why does it really, you know, matter if the if it's got great lyrics? But it did matter at the end how I said it and um, the way, you know, 
um, that it was sung. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, always, I, I always kind of look at that whole bigger picture of, um, you know, uh, and I've only just started learning about how you phrase a song and how you um, execute it because, um, you know, that could, that can really tell the story of, of how you say it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even just people who talk and, you know, um, they, that's what they do. They, they really put the emphasis into it to, um, tell the story. And so, yeah, that, that uh, forgiveness, you know, it's, um, my great grandfather was a white man and, you know, my great grandmother was a Aboriginal woman. So, and I can't be going just to one side as well, but that was kind of the whole, whole kind of, um, way I was speaking about it as well. So. Mm-hmm. I hope it, yeah that was um that was the goal but yeah James was um the man who kind of really um you know said you got to own it right so uh, and and I think I did I think I did a great job <laughs> I think you did too um is there a point in the studio if James is giving you a lot of feedback that you think ah, I've had enough now <laughs> leave me uh, alone <laughs> I, I I can't because I'm just I'm just uh, somebody who wants to take it all in, and I, you know, I I learn from these people who've been there for so long, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I'm one of those people. I don't really get too upset if somebody, you know, really critiques my what what I need to do right because that's that's how you learn really, and that's how um, how my people been really, you know. Um, living as well the aboriginal culture is a a lot like that you know um so you gotta you can't get too upset um if somebody says that you're not doing the you know you're not hitting it or you gotta (laughs) execute it well Um, now you mentioned working with Luke O'Shea. Luke is great as a co-writer i think in drawing out stories from people and it sounds like he just kept asking you questions um, and things came out and you also co-wrote with James so I'm wondering did you start off with Luke and then bring James in or was it the three of you together at some point no we, we um so when I the whole thing came about, about where I wanted to write these songs and and do this record when I hit James up and um he said well I, I would like to try and get you over to do these three intensive days of songwriting right. and um you know, he invited Luke O'Shea, Colin Buchanan, and um, Kevin Bennett. So, um, so we were sitting there in the um, on the kitchen table writing songs, the three of us. So, um, and that's what I think made it um, like more real too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we were there. This was even during COVID. We were there, mm-hmm. you know, um, sharing our ideas and going back and forth because. The song I had this guitar little guitar thing. It was like that rundown, dong dong dong. That was um, that's what I had at the start. And I said, "Well, I got this idea of how I want it to sound, but I need to put lyrics to it." And that's yeah, that's that's kind of how that process all went. But um, yeah, hopefully that answered that question. It did, yeah. And you also <laughs> mentioned in the answer a record, which sounds like there's an album coming. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's all these songs are, are going to be on the, the album. And um, so that was the original idea was to come to James and I said, oh, look, I need some help on this, um, you know, uh, album. And um, I, I've, I've been with them for the last few days. So 
records in my head you know and they keep they keep saying oh that was a great record and just like oh I've got to embrace it now um so no I think um yeah it was the kind of the the album was a whole big picture and you know I'm so grateful to have fellas like Luke and James and all the people that have been working on it um in my corner at the moment well, and yeah, you know, Kevin Bennett is a legendary uh, co-writer as well because I, yeah, Lynn Botel, Felicity Urquhart, people like that talk about bringing him in when they're stuck on songs in particular. They're like, I have a bit, don't know where to go. So I'm sure he was very helpful for you too. Yeah, I, I just said see it to them at the airport. They come up to my country because um, we're going to be we're writing some some more. We got a few in the pipeline. So right. um, yeah, great great people and such a great talent actually. Yeah. Um, now there is um, in the song the line, and I hope I'm going to pronounce this correctly. Napati napati attitude, where you help me and I help you. Um, can you yeah. please tell us a bit about those words, what they mean? Yeah, uh, napati napati is um, it's a pinajada yankunjada um, word for um, it's it's kind of if if you're doing something and they they interpret it from you know. If, if somebody um, helps you hunt, you know, you got to return the favour kind of thing. Right. Um, and it could be, it's both ways too. It's, it's not always good. It's, um, it can be bad as well, you know. Um, so it's, that's, that's the whole um, concept. And I, I just wanted to kind of help people and, um, you know, kind of give them a bit of a, not education, but just give them a, uh, something that can get their brain going and mm-hmm. for them to keep learning from it. So that was, um, that whole idea was to help them get an understanding. And um, yeah, that, that was not bad enough. Yeah. Did that, was, was that something that you brought with you to the songwriting session or is it something that came out while you were working with Luke and James? Uh, no, well, Luke, Luke asked me, he said, oh, you know, um, and I don't know how it come up, but he did ask me about language and, mm. and um, you know, if I, and I said, oh, I know a few words, you know. Um, I'm still kind of on my journey to learn it all, you know. And um, he, I said, oh, well, I love the concept of this word. It's such a great word. And, um, and I said it to him and he's like, Yes, <laughs> that was all. And then, yeah, that it kind of actually, that, that's just a big key element in that song, actually, that mm. I think is is that word. Yeah, but it's not really the chorus, but it's, it is like a linking phrase at certain points. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just an important kind of a, a, a thing to say, you know. We, we all got to look after each other and, and help each other, I think. Now, you mentioned James working with you on how you delivered the vocals, but I'm wondering if he had the concept for the production of the song from the start or whether he tried a few things because there is, it's not it's not necessarily the musical treatment I was expecting from you after Fix It Up. Yeah, no. it's that's I think that's a, the whole point of this whole album. Like Andy keeps, he keeps, um, when, when we've been talking to people that I introduced to him, he's like, yeah, Nathan came to me and he said he wanted to make a, album like the eagles and i was like and he's like well it doesn't sound all the same most of the eagles stuff so 
um, yeah, I think he he's he's such a great he's got such a great knowledge and um, musically, and he knows what he wants to hear. And um, you know, a lot of a lot of the stuff he he did he mapped it out as soon as we did the song and we recorded in the studio. He he went back to his house because we only had the drums, bass, and the guitars. Um, you know, Rod's guitar. Um, acoustic guitar playing and and then he went back and and worked on it and he said oh what do you think of this and he just had this whole big thing i was just like wow um very spacey and loved all the elements and then we got ollie ollie thorpe who's a great um steel player and um a, a lead guitarist um he came in the picture too and he just said this is what i need from you <laughs> and he, <laughs> he, he delivered um, do you get to play drums on your own tracks or are the drums far behind now? Nah, drums are far behind. Um, I, I couldn't. Uh, um, who who um, did most of the drumming is um, Scott Hills, who's a great drummer, and um, I couldn't. I was just like, nah, man, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> Not te- you were tempted? You look at it and think, nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. And his kit was so lovely too. I was just like, nah, I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, right. Now, you did make a video for this one and you worked with Jeremy Minute of um, Eyes and Ears Creative. How, I don't think you've worked with him before for a video, if I'm not mistaken. So how did you come to work with him on this one? Yeah, um, no, I, I didn't know who Jeremy was and um, and his wife as well, um, Max Jackson. And, um, you know, I, I've actually, we co, co-wrote a song together, um, Max. So I kind of was familiar with... Um, that she all all her kind of production and mm-hmm. her films were done by Jeremy as well. So I um I, I asked James. I said, "Well, who should we get onto this um onto this film clip? Because I wouldn't mind trying to do a film clip." And he said, "Well, Jeremy for sure." Mm-hmm. And then I worked out the connection, and then I like, "Oh yeah, I love Max's stuff." So let's go with it. And um, you know, we we pushed him to the song and. Um, he, he did a he did a great job like bringing the 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 story into the visuals was you know such an important um kind of a it was an important message to not get wrong and uh, i think he did a great job to to really um nail that in the visuals yeah i think it really marries that dreamy quality of the music with as I said, the grounded nature of of the, the lyrical content actually so and he, and he has that with a lot of nature shots and also mm. sufficient of you. So, yeah, it's a really great video. Um, I can't wait to hear the Max Jackson, Nathan May song, if you've written a song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, Max Jackson, um, Nathan May and J- James is also. Yeah. The, James, James is always in the picture at the moment. Yeah, right. Um, which I got it. I like. He's, he's um, you know, been, been a big mentor in my life since I've met him, you know. So um, he's always got to be there. Um at this minute because he's invested so much into me and you know I, I just love the way he he can bring a lot of stuff out of me too you know when even songwriting um so very thankful to have him yeah well it's I suppose it is rare to find a true collaborator and it sounds like that's what he is for you but no doubt you are for him as well otherwise he wouldn't want to spend this much time working with you yeah and um yeah I think that's what I thought too when he when he travelled all the way to South Australia and drove eight hours um, in the car with me, with his, you know, 
um, the co-founders of the flood and he always says that Kevin kicked him out <laughs> of the bed. So <laughs> they were together to call me for at least 20 hours. Um, so, you know, he, he, he must, he must get it, get it back. You know, I think mm -hmm. we, we all given, you know, that Nupaki Nupaki back, you know, we're, we're helping each other in both ways. Uh, what did you sing along to on that car trip? Any flood songs? Got, uh, no, no. Uh, I got a great education in music though, but um, oh. um, oh, man, it was such a great, great trip and, I was very sad to drop them off at the airport yesterday because I was like, my music's just going to go back to all the old 2000s pop hits, you know. And I used to listen a lot to the So Fresh This, you know, the compilation. Yeah. So <laughs> they they weren't happy when my playlist came on. They're like, oh, can we, um, you know, put something else on? <laughs> Don't tell me there was new kids on the block on there or something. No, 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 none of that, but uh, no. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> now, um, quite apart from making music, you are busy being a mentor um, to younger people, to children. You are involved in the Culture is Life Suicide Prevention Program. Can you tell us a bit about that, please? Yeah, well, I think, uh, yeah, I, I try my best to to do a lot of mentoring and a, a lot of, you know, um, prevention in any way. And um, suicide's one of the biggest things that hits home for me because it affects my communities a lot. Um, the highest suicide rates are in Aboriginal communities. Um, so, yeah, the, the work that I got, got to do and, you know, I keep doing with Culture is Life and, and other organisations such as, um, you know, Reconciliation South Australia and um, the, the Relationships Australia and all these these people that I do work with, I think it's just an important thing to to be somebody who can give back and, you know, going, even just going out to um, the community that we was at this weekend and going into the school and just showing kids like, it, you know, if you are feeling sad and down, you know, you can always listen to music or go for a walk. And I think that was mainly one of the most important things was bringing this music aspect into all of it um, when it came to mental health and um, when it come to, when people are getting depressed, I think music was the best medicine for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as a, as a young fella, um, you know, there, there could have been different different ways that things could have went. And you know, music, I say, kind of, um, you know, helped me in my decision making. And you know, so thankful for it. So I think it's very important for me to always give back to those, um, you know, services and to those. Um, prevention um groups you know it's great mm -hmm. to be a part of it i guess music reminds us that we're not alone in the universe if that makes sense it's because it's it's not only being created by someone else but it is a universal language um yeah it's as in of the cosmos it seems to be so for me that's what it means as well is, is that yes if your mental health is suffering that act of listening to music or playing music or both can connect you to everyone else and at least well well even theoretically it can connect you to other people and that then starts the process of feeling more connected and less alone yeah that and that's the the most important message that i try and to bring to people is that yeah nobody's alone ever you know <laughs> everybody's everybody's getting listened to or you know there's there's people there that you can lean on so um 
just feel like breaking out to lean on me at that point then. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad thing to do, actually. (laughs) Um, Now, you also teach at school holiday music camps in Murray and Unadatta, which you mentioned earlier, and Coobapiti. What do you enjoy about teaching music at those camps? Yeah, I think think the most important thing is giving back to community. That was the, the most important thing for me is always giving back to the community that, you know, um, that my Nana was a part of, um, that, uh, that's my people was a part of that community. So, and there's a lot of Arabana kids, um, rolling around and, you know, I had a lot of mentors and I had a lot of people that helped me through mm-hmm. this. And, um, you know, I, the, the important thing that I see with all of it is I got to do the same thing and help mm-hmm. and give back and, and try and, inspire kids to you know get out of their comfort zone to you know do whatever they want to be in life you know i think and for me that's i've had all that experience with all these mentors and great people who've helped me and still are helping me so Mm -hmm. um i think that's my whole objective at the moment is to to do what people did for me and you know giving back in that way and again, embodying Napati Napati yeah, yeah. songs. Yeah. So you are you are walking it and talking it and singing it. <laughs> and yeah, you are absolutely. also studying your second degree in music. So I'm not quite sure where you're fitting all this in, Nathan. But yeah, not not very well. <laughs> um, not very well. I I've taken a break from uh, a bit of studying, but um, you know, I'm doing it slowly and steady. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people think I'm getting a PhD, but you know. I'm just just slowly getting the the degrees done. Um, <laughs> so it's um, yeah, it's been it's been a good like kind of kind of getting back into it and slowly. I don't know how I'm gonna actually fin- fit it in and finish it all, but um, you know, <laughs> with this album coming out, I think um, there's gonna be a whole lot of busyness um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to do. So um, I'm looking. <clears throat> really looking forward to it, um, to seeing how, how it all pans out in the future, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that album. Um, sounds like you're still doing some work on it. Uh, are you playing any shows around South Australia or further afield? Um, no. Reconciliation Week's coming up. And so, you know, I, I got a show. Um, it's called First Fridays at the um, Art Gallery, South Australia Art Gallery. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that that will be that'll be the next gig. Um, Luke will be in town, so right. he said he's going to catch up, and I'm going to try and con him to jump up too, um, <laughs> if I can. Yeah. Um, so that you know that's the only kind of public and uh, big show that I'll be doing mm-hmm. um, in the next month or so. But we did this great. Um, I don't know if you heard of a place called William Creek, but that's where we were. And and me, James and Kevin jumped up with an unexpected gig right. and uh, we rocked the place. Uh, There's there only about 20, 30 people there, but we rocked it. It felt like we were playing to 50,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have to recreate that, get them back on the road with you, as you said. You know, it was a good yeah. trip. Oh, yeah. After, after my dodgy playing, I think they might be like, oh, no, we won't do that again. No. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure there will be plenty of opportunities as the as more songs come out and we head towards the album so as i said very much looking forward to that album in the meantime 
I will keep listening to this song. It's got to start somewhere because it is wonderful. Congratulations, Nathan, and thanks for talking to me. No worries. I looked forward to talking to you again once the, the next song comes out. So thank you. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.